Welcome back to the Multi-Channel Seller Podcast. My name is Josh and I am your host. How are you all doing today? How are you all doing today? How are you doing today? <laughs> all right, got to get my grammar together. Okay, I'm supposed to be a podcaster. Um, hope you guys are doing well. I'm doing well as well, if you are doing well. And, um, <clears throat> you know, uh, I live in Southern Nevada and, um, well, Las Vegas to be exact. And I've been really hoping for snow in the last, uh, last maybe what, three years it snowed in February. Um, uh, so we don't have any snow, uh, at least where I'm at. There's snow in the mountains nearby, but, uh, no snow where I live. There's a little bit, a little bit of drizzle, a little bit of snow the last week of, um, of, of February, but nothing, nothing too crazy. And, um, anyways, <laughs> but it is cold. It's very cold. Uh, it's very cold. So if you're planning to take a trip to Las Vegas, at least within these next couple of weeks, you know, make sure you bundle up, make sure you wear something so you can bundle up. Um, all right. So let's, um, get into a little bit of intro here. So, um, as I said, my name is Josh for, you know, all the folks who are just now coming in or this is your first time listening to the show. Uh, I started selling on Amazon 2017, but the latter half of the year. And so, you know, I, I've been selling on marketplaces since 2017, you know, starting on Amazon. Um, and then later, maybe around 2000, I think 19, it was, I started selling multi-channel, just selling on multiple marketplaces, uh, simultaneously that is. And, you know, this, this, this podcast is about stepping into that transition, um, and finding long-term success doing it. Um, and before we get started as well, before we get started, uh, make sure you follow me, follow me on wherever you're listening, you know, so wherever you're listening, whatever platform you're listening on, please follow me, hit the subscribe, uh, hit the, hit the notification bell. If they have it there on the platform you're listening to, to make sure you get updates on new episodes. Um, and I am, uh, I am looking for reviews. I am looking to get more reviews, uh, particularly on Spotify. So if you, if there's anything that you would like to do for me, um, that'd be all is just go to Spotify, follow me there on Spotify and leave a review on Spotify. Um, I would be very grateful for that. But if you, if whatever, if you're not listening on Spotify, you can leave a review there, but for you Spotify folks or the folks who want to go over the Spotify and, and, and write a review there, um, I will be reading your reviews. So I will shout you out during the podcast and read your review. Um, so that's what I would do if you leave me a review on Spotify and follow me there and hit the notification bell there so you can get updates on what is going on in this podcast. Um, <clears throat> so a uh, quick message to the folks who've been listening a, l a little while, at least since, at least since the beginning of the year, you know, like I said, I'll be dropping in new things on the podcast. <laughs> uh, 
So that's one of them, an intro. I just gave you an intro. That's one of them because, you know, if you've been listening, you know I just I hit record and I start going. I start talking, start going. But I do notice that, um, that you know, build, build in a little structure into the podcast. So um, I told you I'll be giving you updates as they occur, and um, that's one of them. And I'm going to be <clears throat> doing some other changes, too. Um, one of the ones I am willing to talk about right now is just, you know, having a, a more of a, a more of an intro. So still working on my intro in terms of music and things like that, like kind of leading into the to the uh, to the episode. It's like I said before, I just hit record and go. Um, <clears throat> so ultimately, ultimately, I am trying to um, ultimately, ultimately, my goal is to. Um, uh, is to do the podcast not as a hobby uh, anymore. Just kind of like, you know, get a little bit structured. You know, make sh- making sure I'm hitting certain topics, and um, and you know, and, and 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 make sure the message is is a bit more clear. So I'm doing I'm doing a lot of things actually behind the scenes in terms of getting ready for all of that. But it's gonna be a slow out. It's gonna be a slow outlay. Um. You know, given that most of my time is running my business and um, taking care of my family. So uh, when I'm not doing that, we'll do some of this podcast. But it's going to be a slow outlay. We're going to be doing things differently. Um, and also another new thing, I've kind of been doing it these last couple episodes. is just um, giving my episodes a little bit more structure. Uh, but I've been doing monologues, Okay. So that's something new I've been doing as well is monologues. So after, you know, giving an intro, get into a little monologue about um, the topic at hand and my philosophy behind it, you know. So we do get a little deep in the monologue. We get a little, you know, sometimes on a little rant. So I'm going to, you know, because like I before I was ranting different periods of time during the podcast but, you know, I'm going to try to nail my rants probably into the, the monologue at the beginning of the episode. And then at the end, if I do like a summary or something like that, um, I'll try not to rant at the end. So but I'll try to keep my rants in the beginning or maybe the middle of the podcast. But mainly having a monologue, you know, at the, you know, after my intro. Um, no one knows this. You know, no one on the, no one listening to me knows this. Maybe maybe I may have dropped an idea or two in the past, but uh, I was an artist before I was a businessman, and I was a um, I guess you can put it in the creative writing. Uh, you know, you could put what I did in the creative writing. Um, you know, I wrote stories, uh, wrote monologues, I acted. In high school, performed monologues, you know, did plays and screenplays and things like that. And then later on, um, I did uh, I did a lot of public speaking. Not not on the art the art thing, but I was doing public speaking. But I was also doing a lot of spoken word coming up. And I was you know, and that was my thing. You know, that was my thing. And believe it or not, you know, um, you know, I I do have like a somewhat of a speech issue um i guess you could say and um you know had some um had a uh i had a situation 
you know, back, back early on. And, and from that time on, I've been having the speech issue. Now, <clears throat> I do really well when I'm public speaking. I do really well when I'm doing spoken word a lot of times, mostly because it's rehearsed for one. And for two, I, I, you know, when I'm really focused in on my, you know, there's certain things I have to do mentally to make sure kind of like my, my speech impediment doesn't really come out. So that's one thing I'm going to be working on more. So, um, moving forward is just making sure my, my speech is, you know, where it needs to be, where, you know, I'm coherent. <laughs> Cause there, there's probably been plenty of times where people are like, well, what did he say? Sometimes I, sometimes I talk too fast. I used to get that, get that a lot when I was a teenager. I talked too fast. People used to think I was, think I was from New York or something like that. I used to get a lot. I used to get that a lot. Um, and if I'm not talking too fast, I'm my, my, my brain is moving faster than my, my lips, you know? So I'm not talking, if, if, if my brain is moving faster than my lips, though, in addition to talking fast, I'm also not exactly saying I'm jumbling up, jumbling up many words at, at one time because my mind is going faster than my mouth. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so I'm a pretty quick thinker, but but I'm trying to get my speech to catch up to that. Okay. Did not know I was going to go all there today, but there it was. So my monologue today is called Do Different, Be Different. See, today we're going to talk about um, low, or, low or no cost strategies to boost yourselves and separate yourself from the crowd so you're separating yourself from the crowd originally and then you're boosting yourselves as a result so these are low and no cost ways to do that now what's the what's another word for being different or what is the word that we use for being different uh i think i think a more technical word i guess you can say is the word uh branding Okay, so all of this falls under the category of branding yourself. So these are also another way you can say it is these are low and no cost strategies to brand yourself. Okay, and boost yourselves as a result. I'm not talking about a major boost. Okay, because then again, these are low and no cost strategies. So it is more likely your suit yourselves are not going to exponentially you know, increase, although it is possible, although it is possible, which is more of the reason why you need to do or need to look into at least the the ideas that we're going to talk about today, because you never know that one thing could be the missing link in your whole puzzle or, your you know, the missing puzzle in your whole uh, puzzle piece um, that could, you know, make yourselves go exponential. You know, but um, at the very least, you you may just see just a, you know, a boost in sales, maybe a boost in confidence, rather, in what you're doing. Um, and also, you know, a pathway to differentiating yourself from the crowd if you haven't done so already. So this episode is more so for people, not for newbies just coming in and, you know, they don't know anything about about e-commerce, which I don't think I don't. I don't think most of I, I think most of people who listen to me are not brand new. Okay, my message is not for brand new people. 
You know, if you're like totally green, my message is not for you. You know, you have to be in the game. You know, you probably have to be in the game maybe a year, you know, because I'm the way I'm talking, the things, I'm, the things I'm talking about, it's after the fact, it's after getting started, because that's a whole different ball game right there. That's a whole different um, hill to climb is getting through that first year, but not getting through that first year doing a little bit. I mean, you really went in, you really went hard on what you were doing and a year has passed. Okay. I think those people get my message more. So <clears throat> do different, be different. Okay. In, in this world of e-commerce, uh, you can make a lot of money. Okay. That's why we're here. We're here to make money, right? And we're not here to make a little money. We're here to make a lot of money. All right. So you can make a lot of money. Um, and, you know, sellers from all over the world have, up until this point, filled the once void of online retail. All right. So at first it was a void. But now that void is filled. Everybody, everybody knows about online retail. Um, now, that's sat, is it saturated? It really depends. You know, it depends. And that's another, that's actually something I would like to talk about later on and maybe in a different, uh, a different uh, episode. I have briefly mentioned it in previous episodes, but I really want to go deeper into whether e-commerce is saturated or not. The answer is yes and no, by the way. But, but there, there needs to be more context around that. This, this industry of online retail, I, I would describe this phenomenon, if you will, as the modern-day gold rush. If you think about the gold rush for a second, right? You know, everybody was coming to go into the West, you know, to dig gold. I think about that actually a lot when it, when it comes to a lot of things. Like the crypto craze a couple of years ago, you know, or any little sub, you know, any any sub opportunity, you know, sub market opportunity rather. Like I I was I was I was in the the thick of the um, the Amazon FBA wholesale craze, which was which was fascinating by the way, you know. But I I was I was. I was doing it already before the craze happened, but at one point it got really, really popular. And I was saying that was maybe 2019. It was gaining a lot of steam. Um, 2018, 2019. 2020 was a huge awakening for that though. But we'll get, we'll get into that maybe at a different time. But you think about Gold Rush... And um, one of the concepts that I that I learned recently, I would say maybe within the last year, year and a half, or maybe two years, that in a gold rush, or you know something like the gold rush, the idea of being the shovel, okay, because people who made money selling shovels, they made they, they were guaranteed to make money. 
Okay, so if you're selling a shovel, you're guaranteed to make money. Now, if you were digging for gold, there's no guarantee for you. So make the tools, make the uh, make the shovels. I, th I thought that was pretty interesting. I believe, okay, I believe e-commerce will will be the oldest and surest way to make a profit. It'll be the oldest and surest way to make a profit in this in this millennia. That's my that's my belief. It's going to be the oldest way that anybody could make money. I think right now it is somewhat overlooked e-commerce, right? So e-commerce, it did go through, it has gone through a lot of phases, but there were a lot of people wanting to get into e-commerce at least within the last 10, 10 years, at least. And it was just the last 10 years. Um... This this is really an amazing idea of being able to sell something online. Because people well, here's here's why I say it's gonna be the oldest and the surest way of making money. Period. Okay? In in the, at least in this millennia. Okay. Last millennia, there was an oldest profession. All right. Or you know, not even last millennia, since the beginning of time, rather. There's an oldest profession. We all know about it. All right. But there are also some other old professions as well. And because the internet is what it is since the you know, 1970s, rather, you know, and e-commerce existed right before 2000. So this millennia, e-commerce is, is going to become the oldest and surest modern way, you know, to make money. All right. The, the, the oldest and surest modern way to make money. But <clears throat> the thing is, people's interests change or grow, or are different, or, you know, people, so as people change, and their interests change, and, and new things exist, there's going to be new products, there's always new products, there's always, you know, there's, there's always new products, and there's always something for you to sell, there's always a market you can get into, there will always be, we're never going to run out, you know, until we run out, you know, until we, uh, I mean, unless the population decreases, or continues to decrease at this point, you know, you have some issues there, maybe, but that's going to be, a lot has to happen, you know what I'm saying, a lot of things has to ha ha has to happen, and a lot of time has to pass, you know, um, for, for it to be really a concern for e-commerce, but um, <clears throat> here's the thing, as of now, as of now, um, as of now, E-commerce is easy enough for any novice entrepreneur. For any not for any novice entrepreneur can start, right? It's what's easy enough for them to start, but it's also still hard enough for the masses to wrap their head around. So in between that is is a gap. And that gap is the opportunity. Okay. That's the opportunity. Until the masses, when the masses figure this out and they figure it out clearly and everybody can do it well then we're gonna we're gonna have a problem but what are the chances of that actually happening now more people are going to get into e-commerce more people are going to uh seek this industry and like like it's 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 one of those ways it's like um 
like people talk about real estate all the time. You know, real estate is one of those professions or or owning real estate in some fat form or fashion is 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 just one of those things one of those things that you just do to build wealth. That's how I see e-commerce. That's how that's that is what e-commerce will become. But by the time it gets to that point, this going to be it's not going to be it's going to be a lot harder to do what, what we do. Because the you know, the masses are, you know, or a, you know, a lot of people agree or try to pursue real estate, like, like how they try to pursue real estate. A lot of people try to pursue real estate in one fashion and one form or fashion. E-commerce is one of those things. It's going to be one of those things. It's going to be one of those things, you know? So that's why, you know, this, this is, this is something I'm, I'm, I mean, something really incredible has to happen. You know what I'm saying? For me to stop doing this. You know, when I say that, I mean, I mean, you know, I win the lottery, which is, which would probably never, it, not, not probably, it would never happen. Like I have zero chances because I don't buy lottery tickets. But if I win the lottery, it's $7 million, $14, 15000000 million. Yeah, I mean, that's something incredible. You know, I wouldn't do this. This <laughs> is, I mean, I would figure out something else to do, you know? Um, because, because, you know, I mean, okay, so if I do do it, I really probably wouldn't pay attention that well. Like, it'll just, it'll literally be just for shits and giggles. You know, so might as well not do it. Might as well, you know, do something else with my time. Um, <clears throat> that, for example. Or if, you know, you know, God forbid something happens to me, right? And I, and I can't move around or something. I don't know, you know, and I can't do the business. I mean, that's that, that, right? Um, and then, um, what else, what else is there, you know, yeah, I guess when I retire, when I, when I officially like retire, retire, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, getting money from my assets and my investments and living off that, if I choose to do that at one point in time, I mean, but otherwise there's really no need, there's no need to quit this. Okay. Cause the opportunities are endless. Now, a lot of people find themselves in situations where they're not capitalizing on the opportunities. We'll get into that maybe another time, though. Um, so, so as more people try e-commerce, keyword try, okay? As more people try to, try to do e-commerce, whether they're trying for a year, whether they're trying for six months, maybe they're trying for two years, it, it doesn't matter. They're trying still, you know? You're trying to do it until you stop doing it. And as more, pe as more people try to use this as a business model, um, the more the need, the more the need is, the, the, the more the need will become evident that you need to brand yourself. Okay? And branding yourself is just basically making sure you're, you're different, unique in some form or fashion, right? Or putting emphasis on your differences. All right. That's, 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 that's uh, a little saying that I just came up with right now. Emphasis on your differences. Right. So that's what branding yourself is. And, you know, <clears throat> that's that's just how things work. OK. You know, at first there's maybe when something new happens, a new industry or a new market or something like that, there's always a few people making money. Right. Because there's so much opportunity. And the more people who the more people come in, maybe that money gets a little diluted because they start copying you. Right. 
or they just become competitors and they sell something better than you or they just you know created a new niche because their product is different from you or whatever so basically the pie is very large okay but but when people come in to the pie they're going to be eating it now it's going to be you know this is a very large pie so it's going to take a while for it to be eaten all up if ever but you know that that's that that is the analogy that I'm using I'm I'm going with that so um <clears throat> so you're putting emphasis emphasis on your differences you know whether your products or your you know you have physical products or you have um services or or just just your business philosophy just how you do business could be different um and the good thing is good thing is is uh you know not everybody who comes into this space right is going to not everybody in this who's going to come into the space is going to know what they're doing so whenever you get frustrated about you know saturation and all that kind of stuff which i i sometimes i didn't get frustrated but i'll i'll be very concerned you know um I'll be sometimes just very concerned. But my concern, now there's a lot of things to be concerned about, you know, don't get me wrong. But the concerns I was having in, having in, having in particular um, in, in regards to competition was um, was, dang, what if they start taking from my pie, you know? Or what if they start taking my sales or, or whatever, you know? Um, it's it is not that straightforward. It's not that straightforward because what what has happened, you know, using myself as, a, as an example, I position myself, although I have competitors and, you know, new competitors are coming in all the time. And I, and I have some issues with some of these, some of these people too. You know, some of them are crooks, right? So they're copying my, my, you know, copying my, they're basically, I mean, they're getting products, you know, not from my manufacturer, but they're getting them from else, uh, elsewhere. And um, they're copying my photos, right? And, you know, and they're using it for their photos, and then they're trying to say that they're selling what I'm selling. So, I, you know, there's issues, right? I, I, had, I had to check a few people that way, and, and they, stay, you know, they stopped. They took their stuff down. And I, now I got to check on them every now and then, you know what I'm saying? Making sure they're not trying to, you know, take what's mine and and the issue was with those people they were taking what was mine right so the customers who were coming to them thinking they're buying my product uh um no they weren't thinking they were buying my product they were they were thinking they were getting the same product that i sell at a cheaper price so they weren't mistaken you know they yeah they would have bought from me and now that, you know, but yeah, you know, it is what it is. You know, they want it to go cheaper and, and, and fake. I don't want them as a customer anyway. But there's issues though. My, that's my point. Okay. There's issues. But sometimes my concerns about competition is, is, is maybe it may not be accurate. Okay. Here's what I mean. Um, I did say I was going to get to another podcast about this, but just real quick example. Okay. So it's you and someone else and you guys sell similar products and um, you sell similar products and. Um, now you're concerned. Well, what are you concerned about? Now, if they're like a, a legit seller, so not someone who's trying to, uh, you know, be a fake you, 
You know what I'm saying? They just have a, they have a different brand name, a different product. It, you know, sure it serves the same market, but you know, it's different. Okay. So, <clears throat> so the thing is sometimes what I, what I used to do, I, I would assume that that, that was an issue, but the reality is this. Okay. Now it's possible that they don't have, you know, the kind of capital that I have. Okay. They don't, they don't have as many, you know, I have more of an online presence than they do, right? I have good reviews. They may have fewer reviews, you know, even if they have the same amount or almost the same amount, but sure. But people are, if, if people are coming into your space, then you've already established yourself. Okay. I'm talking about people who are coming into the space. Okay. You have more reviews, you have more, you know, you have better reviews, obviously, and you have a track record. And not only that, the algorithm favors, probably favors you a little bit more because you've been selling your product for X, Y, and Z. Now, that person has to do exactly what you're doing and the algorithms and all the things have to work exactly the same as you, which it's not really possible, you know, but that would have to happen in order for them to really start going toe to toe to you, toe to toe with you in terms of sales. And because it's not likely to happen, you know, everything that I'm doing they're not going to do. See, there's some things you can't copy, right? You can't copy your place in the algorithm. You can't. So that's just one reason why not to be concerned all the time. Or that's why one reason why there may be some concerns that we do have about competition are not valid concerns. But, um, but that is not to say that there are other concerns that are real. Um... <clears throat> So with, with that being said, so if you're, you know, so if you're listening to this, um, if you're listening to this, you know, you're going to have a, a slight, a slight edge over the, you're going to have a slight edge over your novice competition. So we're going to get into that. Okay. So there's a spectrum to all of this and the spectrum is, uh, on how to do different, be different or brand yourself There's a spectrum to it. So on the far right is the ultimate situation is where you have a product or products that are uh, unique. They serve, you know, they serve your market uh, or your niche rather very well. They're unique. And also um, everybody else will have a hard time copying you. So they can, so, so you're pretty much the only person in the niche that sells that product. Okay. That's the ultimate situation in terms of being different. Okay. Now on the left side of the, of the spectrum, you have commodities, right? They're just, you know, a commodity is a, a basically a product or a service that you can swap out with another product or service. So there's no difference between, there's no difference between the products that are in the niche and or or the products period you know the products that are are, are um, being offered there's no difference between them so the only thing that you're able to get your customer on is price so that that customer at that level is only looking for the lowest price because it doesn't matter where they buy it from it's all the same uh, they're looking for better price so if you're selling spatulas okay or spatulas not spatulas spatulas okay you got a spatula right 
and a spatula only does a, only does so many things. Okay, so uh, all things equal, right? So all things equal, you're gonna probably buy a spatula that's the best possible price. You know, um, you know, given that you know you're conveniently buying. So if you're at Target, you're looking at spatulas, you're probably gonna buy the lowest price spatula at Target. If you're online, you're gonna do the same thing online, X, Y, and Z. So wherever you are, whether you're online or wherever's convenient for you, you're gonna choose the best possible price, okay? All things equal. Sure, there's some spatulas that are metal. Sure, there's some spatulas that jump up and do backflips. Sure, okay? But I'm just talking about, you know, just a basic spatula. Okay. They all do the same thing for the most part. For the most part. <clears throat> so what we're talking about, these, um, I have like, what do I have here? I have 11 things we're going to talk about here. Um, these 11 things here, <clears throat> um, these are all going to serve the people who are in the middle of the spe spectrum all the way to the left. All right? All the way to the left. Okay? Now, everything else is going to be there for a different, a different podcast. But we're talking about low and no cost ways to differentiate yourself. These things are going to serve the people who are in the middle to the left, which is the commodity section of that spectrum. All right. They'll help everybody, but they're, they're really going to help those people because they're struggling with things to differentiate themselves on. Okay. Now, if you are someone who's already out to the right of the spectrum, Guess what? These are going to serve you as well. Okay, they're going to serve you as well because you may be very good at branding yourself at the highest level, but there's these lower, low and no cost ways to brand yourself that if you don't do them, um, well, doing them is more like a, um, doing them is more like an expectation because you're, you're already at the highest level of branding. But that's not how it works, though. Not everybody has not, not, not everybody has that lower level stuff down pack well. So these low and no cost ways to brand yourself are going to help you as well. But, um, but I really want to speak to those people on the other side of the spectrum, okay? But it all works the same, okay? So these are low and no cost ways to differentiate yourself aka brand yourself and also boost your sales okay i'm gonna run through just a list right here you know i may not even elaborate on them so i'm just gonna run through a little list here and another thing you want to keep and uh keep in mind is the only thing that i'm focusing on is increasing traffic and increasing your conversion because those those are two metrics that matter the most you have also average cart value or average order value. Uh, that's the third thing. But these things may lead to that, maybe. But the one I'm talking about mostly focus on conversion and traffic. Uh, traffic is getting people to where your products are. Then the conversion is getting those people, when those people come to see what you have for sale online. And when they buy it, that's called a conversion. So as soon as they buy it, that's called a conversion. You converted them into a, from a non-customer to a customer. All right, let's get into it. So um, the first one I got here is business name and logo. Okay, so your novice competition does not have a business name and a logo. 
Okay, they may not. Sometimes they, a lot of times they do. But um, I, I recommend if you are a novice to not even worry about that anyway. You know, online, online, just get on, and start selling. That's what matters the most. But as you, you know, as you grow and start making some money, at some point you want to, you know, put some effort or money into a business name and logo. You know, preferably a business name that uh, that's easily to remember, that fits the niche that you're selling in, maybe. Um, and sometimes you can, you know, do fun, fun and fancy business names, but, you know, um, to each its own. Uh, next, a website. Okay, website. Now, remember, we're talking to marketplace sellers. Okay, this is the, you know, we mainly talk about marketplace selling. You know, Amazon, eBay, Poshmark, Etsy, Etsy you know, whatever. Okay. Um, <clears throat> having a website does, mostly does one thing. Okay, it just, it, 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 it's social proof. That's it. Okay, that's it. Um, and it can help with your conversion, right? So if you have a website, say if you're on Amazon, say if you're selling on Amazon, for example, and you're just Joe Slow, Mister Products Man, um, and you don't have a website, uh, why would they buy from you? Why would they buy from you? They're like, well, who is this person? I don't know. This person doesn't have any reviews, or maybe you do have reviews, but it's it's if if you if you are selling in a niche you have a brand name you don't have a website when they google you they look at your products and they don't know who you are so they google your name and nothing comes up you know sometimes when stuff something comes up they trust you more and then they buy from you so that's that it can help you with conversion um now another thing is you know i'm not i'm not telling people to do these things right off the bat i'm just saying hey if any of these things speak out to you and you want to make a move on them, make a move on them, you know, piece by piece. I, I don't have every single thing on this list to the, you know, to the maximum. I don't have it all, you know, jotted down, but I do do all of them. Um, except for the website part. Uh, I've had websites in the past, but right now I don't. And, um, that's something I need to work on. Um, but anyways, so preferred seller. I call it preferred seller because on each platform, they might be called different things. So I think uh, um, on Etsy, they just recently implemented this maybe in the past maybe two, three, two, three months or so where you can have a, uh, a badge next to your name. If you, if you do certain criteria, uh, on your account, you'll get a like a bestsellers badge. I, I forgot the name of it. It's called um, Star Seller. Star Seller on Etsy, right? So it's called Star Seller on Etsy. And um, you know, you meet these, you do these three different things. You hit a certain percentage, and then you're you get a Star Seller next to your name. Okay, that helps with conversion, right? Um, and then on on eBay, right? You're like a um, um, a recommended seller, or they call it something else. Um, I forgot what it was called. I am I I'm all of those things on on the platforms, but uh, I forgot what it's called on eBay. But anyways, if you sell on eBay, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't sell on eBay and you sell somewhere else, you still know what I'm talking about. 
It's just on the platform, you know, they have these badges you can earn so you can show customers that you're a trusted seller. So become those things right? and make sure you remain those things because you can not do certain activities, right? And then you lose your seller badge or your preferred seller badge. And now you got to wait three days sometimes, you know, for them to, you know, three days or more, you know, depending on what platform we're talking about. Uh, to get the badge back, but it's like, well, you know, if if it's gonna help me convert my convert sales, you know, I just, you know, I, the way I look at it is like, well, I just need to have the badge, whatever, you know, it's like it's not that serious. I'm 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 selling on the platform and being professional anyway. Let me just earn the badge and make sure you know I keep myself in check and be and stay a preferred seller. Now I would say eBay, I had issues. I had issues on, on remaining the best, uh, the preferred seller. It was a couple of years ago when I didn't really, um, I didn't really have a, a system per se. I didn't have a system at all, actually. I was kind of just like, you know, doing things. I was getting my inventory mixed up. Okay, that's, that's another issue that multi-channel sellers have is, you know, how, you know keeping the inventory uh, up to date. So back then I was struggling to keep my inventory up to date. So I would always sell out of a product on a different platform and then not update on eBay. Well, for one, I didn't really care about my eBay that much. Um, um, although I should have at that time. Okay. So, it, you know, at that time I was just kind of careless. Anyway, so um, every time I canceled an order because I was out of stock, that, that would ding me. And I would get it all like at least, you know, once or twice a month. And that would throw off my whole progress to becoming a preferred seller. Anyways, so become a preferred seller. All right. Um, and that now now I'm always a preferred seller, by the way. Uh, um, eBay, like I said, I forget the name of it. But uh, Etsy is a star seller. I have it, you know, I have it set up where I used to, I used to be really bad with messages. And the way they time the messages, this is on Etsy, on Etsy. So if I responded to a message, like, I don't know, it says 24 hours, you have to respond in 24 hours. I thought I was responding in 24 hours, but maybe they're on a different time zone than me. I, was, I wasn't able to figure it out, but I was always, uh, I had a low percentage on responding to my text, uh, to my messages through Etsy. And I would keep losing my, my, uh, my star seller badge and I have to wait 30 days to get it, to get it again, you know? Uh, but anyways, um, Anyways, so I have it set up now. Now I, I uh, they, they have an automated option where if people message you, you can automatically send them a message. That was relatively new within maybe the past four or five months, you know, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, rather. But, um, and I wasn't even using that feature. I was like, oh, man, I gotta, I gotta, I need to set this up. So I, think I had to sit my butt down, set up an automated uh, reply. And now when I get messages, the automated reply response and it counts as um, responding within 24 hours. All right. So, so that, that allowed me to constantly and always have a star seller. That was my, that was my, my main issue or my only issue rather. Um, <clears throat> but, but that, that helps with conversion though. Cause what happens is, you know, even though we're, we're right, we're, you know, recording this podcast this year, um, people still are a little skeptical about buying online. And also, you know, depending on what demographic we're, demographic we're talking about. But guess what? Most people with money 
um, as of now, you know, are, you know, Generation X, uh, uh, you know, millennials coming at, are coming into some money, right? And then you got Gen Z after that. But but right now is, you know, Generation X and millennials are spending money, baby, boom, baby boomers as well. But uh, but it's mostly Generation X and millennials for the most part. Okay. Uh, some, you know, they remember the world before buying things online. Okay. Most of them. So there's still some skepticism in one way or the other. Now we all know that there's no not doing it. I mean, everybody does it, but people are still like, okay, I need to make sure this is real. Cause look, guess what? People are still affected by scams. There's still scams and all these different things in our, in our, you know, that, 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 that exist. So we still have some type of skepticism and having that preferred badge kind of lowers the guard a little bit and then could lead to a conversion. So that's, that's what that is. Um, okay. Next, um, have, um, you know, get more reviews. Okay. So whatever you got to do to get more reviews, get more reviews. I mean, you're going to get them through sales just naturally, organically, I guess. But, um, you know, encouraging buyers to review your stuff, you know, um, give you a positive review, constantly doing that. So that's why I now constantly do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I do it on a podcast is, you know, I'm constantly asking you guys for reviews. So, uh, the same thing here, you know, with your, with your customers, you know, constantly asking them review, 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 because guess what? The reviews is the social proof again, and that can lead to a conversion. All right. Um, all right. So before we go to the next one, let's take a quick break and be right back. All right. So, um, next is have good customer service. Well, actually the last one was have good reviews. Since we're talking about reviews, if you're listening to me on Spotify, or if you're not listening to me on Spotify, if you can go over to Spotify, Spotify, make sure you follow me there, please, and write me a review on Spotify. All right, write me a review on Spotify. Now, write me a review wherever you listen. But if you if you write it on Spotify, I will uh, shout you out on the next podcast and read your review, good or bad. All right, good or bad. All right, so um, <clears throat> back to the show. Um, have good customer service. All right. So that, that period of time when I, when I was uh, not responding well with my reviews, it, it wasn't always like that. Um, excuse me. Um, responding to all my messages on Etsy. It, it wasn't always like that. You know, I, I did just go to a, a, a go through a spat of time, you know, a, a, you know, a, a, some, I went, I went some time where it was like that. But before that, I would, I would make sure, you know, my earlier days, make sure I'm responding a lot faster, sooner, and all this kind of stuff. Now, I, I don't, I, I used to respond to messages when I get them, right? You know, eBay customer. I, I, I hate eBay, eBay <laughs> messages, by the way. They're the, they're the most, like, they're the most annoying. They're, they're the most, there's the most drama. Well, at least for me, it's the most drama in my eBay DMs. You know what I'm saying? It's just too much. These customers are different. Okay. But anyways, um, <clears throat> but I will respond to reviews, uh, when, when I got them, you know, you know, back in the earlier days and that was, and I noticed 
you know, through people contacting me later on or, or, or leaving me a, leaving me a review. That was one of the things that was very important for them was that I was responding to their ish, you know, they'll, they'll write in their mess, their, their reviews, you know, Oh, you know, responded well and, um, helped me out with X, Y, and Z very quickly. So I would do that a lot. That's one of the ways you can get more reviews, you know, by having good customer service or responding quickly. Now you don't have to do it forever. You know, maybe you might do a, you know, do it for six months, eight months, see what happens, you know? Um, but I, I, I respond, you know, I respond at certain times of the day now. You know, I don't, I don't, yeah, it's just like, yeah, I, I just don't anymore. It's better that way. Um, anyways, um, next. So better, uh, have better photos. Okay. Have better photos. What can you do to add more, uh, g- you know, jazz to your photos, right? So that may be, um, that may be a lifestyle photo, right? So I know a lot of people miss having or they don't have lifestyle photos, you know, um, lifestyle photos, for those who don't know, are just are just photos of someone using the product. All right. Um, And if you do have a lifestyle photo, what else can you do to better your your images? What What else can you do or your photos rather? You know, maybe new new backdrop, new background, new better angles. You know, more pictures of what are customers, what do customers keep asking you about? Are they constantly asking you what does this look like rather than what does the side of the product look like? What does the bottom of the product look like? What does the inside of the product look like? Are they asking you questions like that? Have you get, been getting questions like that? What can you do with your photos? If, if, you know, if they're perfect already, great, you know, but if you have an inkling that you may need, you know, your photos could be a little bit better, you know, explore that, explore that. And that goes same thing for the next one as video, right? So um, <clears throat> there's been a push recently by the you know the, by the marketplaces rather to add video. That's one of the one of the things I was on. I was on my eBay app today, and I noticed um, you know, they have eBay Live. Like they can, they go live. They can go live. On, you, can, you can go live on eBay now. So you know video, video lives. I'm I'm not doing any lives by the way. Um, but I'm talking about video like products. Okay. So all that live stuff, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I mean, I think that works for a certain, you know, type of seller. It could be, you know, influencers or people who have influence on the internet or maybe luxury brand items that makes sense there, but I'm not focused on live. I'm talking about product videos that you could upload that when people uh, scroll through your photos, they'll see your video and, and watch your video. Okay, do you have a video for one? Okay, if you don't, how can you get one? Okay, how how can you get one? Okay, and then you know post it, post it with posting it with your products. All right, um, you know lifestyle videos. Okay, now there's videos you can have a video of a product and still not have a video of someone using the product. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. Is your video a lifestyle video? You know, um, you know, it, it, explore that option. Okay? Explore that option is my point. There's other, there's so many different things you can do. Um, explore it. Um, <clears throat> you know, all of those things I just mentioned help you with conversion. And some of them may be a bit of both, some conversion and traffic. Like, for example, uh, if you have the website, you know, that's that may help with your conversion if you're... Uh, 
you know, selling on Amazon, for example. That's the example that I gave. Um, <clears throat> but it's not as it's not very simple to just get a website for a lot of people because if you're just doing like uh uh you know like retail arbitrage or something like that there's you know you're not going to need a website or a website would not be helpful um but if you're doing like wholesale on amazon that's the example that i used if you're doing wholesale you know a website may be helpful um not maybe it, it it could be it will be actually but anyways my point was a website if you have you know a website you know and you optimize it maybe a little bit or or maybe don't optimize it at all but you get people to your website that's that's traffic that's helping google let 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 um future people who are searching for things in your in your niche let them know that oh this may be a website that has stuff you want Okay, but anyways, but it's more so for a conversion tactic than a, a traffic uh, tactic when you're talking about low and no cost ways to rebrand yourself or brand yourself to boost yourselves, not rebrand yourself, excuse me. Okay, so uh, moving on to some traffic ideas to build more traffic. So <clears throat> uh, what I have here is uh, either title, um, update title, tags, descriptions, um, and metadata when applied okay so your title you know there's an art and a science to the titles um <clears throat> now here's the thing you know what <clears throat> it bugs me a lot when i see i see products that have very uh <laughs> they have very short titles extremely short i mean and they're like doing well online that's the pet peeve of mine. I put so much emphasis on titles. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'd be seeing some products that are like, okay, um, they're you know they have four words in their title. You know what I'm saying? And they're bestseller, right? But um, that 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 could be that could be because there's more maybe. It could be because it doesn't take much uh, keyword search to find that particular product because that, that product is so well niched, and it, it uh, and people who are looking for that product. Maybe be looking, maybe searching for one or two terms. So good on them, right? <clears throat> but it's just like, God, Lee, I have, I have to focus on my descriptions. I, I focus on them a lot. Uh, titles, rather. Um, descriptions, I put some emphasis there as well. Tags, you know, wh where it applies. You know, not all platforms have tags. I think they, I think they might. I think Amazon does. I, th I don't think Amazon does at this point. But anyways... Um, <clears throat> the metadata, um, when applied, look, if you can fill it out, try to fill it out. I'm talking about when you're, when you're creating a listing, if you can fill it out, try to fit, fill it out. I mean, there'd be some, there'd be some parts or some sections that may not make total sense. It may not apply to, uh, it may be a feature or attribute that does not apply to you. But if it's something that applies to you or something that could apply to you, fill that thing out. Because what that does is um, what it could do, okay, what it could do. We, no one knows for sure. But what it could do and what some platforms even um, claim that they do is it helps, it, it helps with, um, helps your product become more searchable, right? 
So eBay was very infamous um, last, I think maybe last year in, in regards to this. They were, they were adding more features and attributes to the, um, to the description or the, you know, the, the part where you're creating a listing and you got to fill out everything. Okay. They were, they were adding a lot more things to that. And, you know, yeah, it, it sucked because I had to go through a lot of listings and, 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 you know, and they basically told us that if you don't fill this stuff out, you, 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 you won't become searched. You're not going to, you're not going to be pulled up in the search results. That's all that is, is to possibly come up during a search result. All right. So there's no guarantee that if you do it, you're going to get boost your sales right away, but you don't know. You don't know. And, and, and it does make sense that, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fill out as much information because when someone searches for me, it's going to connect to the data or the metadata that I have uh, uh, in the description. Well, the metadata that that might that might be like um, like on like on Etsy, for example, you can uh, put descriptions in each photo, so that'd be considered metadata. I don't do that; um, it's just too tedious to do. Um, and I don't think it makes much of a difference in terms of you know helping people find my products. Um, <clears throat> Next is advertising dollars, okay? Advertising dollars, you know, can you throw a few dollars in, in advertising on the platform you sell on, okay? Is it easy to do, okay? You know, throw a few, throw a few dollars at it. Throw a few dollars at some products, you know? Um, and see what happens, okay? See what happens. Um, I would, you know, maybe your best sellers, if you, if you sell a lot of products, okay? So put a few dollars on your... Your 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 best sellers. I'm not saying they're best sellers on the platform. I'm talking about your best sellers from your inventory. Um, having social media, okay. So if it, if it's like you know Facebook like, Pinterest like, YouTube like, okay. So any platform that resembles those platforms, um, maybe you want to create an account on some of those places. Okay, and then post your products, post, you know, create a profile, create, create uh, some type of profile that advertises your, the products you sell, you know, it advertises your, your Amazon uh, storefront or your eBay storefront or your Etsy shop or your Poshmark closet, you know, that'll, help with, that'll probably help with some traffic. Okay, and then the last one I got here is using new features of the platform. So when the platform comes up with a new feature, use it. Okay. Now, it's not going to work every single... You may not do every single thing that they... they um, you know, every single new feature that comes out. <clears throat> like for me, for example, I don't use the... Uh, on Etsy, I don't use the, the metadata for my photos. I don't describe my photos because I take a lot of photos for one and for two I have a quite a bit of products with a lot of photos and all of them have lots of photos at least you know 10 to, to 14 on each each product so yeah but um but if it's a new feature then in that new feature sounds inconsequential anyway but um if a new feature is, is consequential for example like video you know I don't I don't have my my inventory is all my inventory is not stocked with video product uh, videos. You know, I have videos of probably like uh, 
a third of my product. I, you know, I sell about a hundred, uh, plus or minus. Um, uh, so I sell a hundred SKUs plus or minus. So, so I don't have video on every single one, but I have done video. So now when I'm making my, um, you know, I, uh, as of this year, I've been making my, making my goals and plans every 12 weeks. So now I know, okay, well, if, if there's an, if there's something I want to improve, if there's a goal that I have and there's something I want to improve, I can point that out easily. Yep. That's something I need to, I need to improve on. Um, but yeah, new features, just new features, you know? So if, if the live thing fits you going live on Poshmark or, or eBay or whatever it is, try it. Okay. Try it. And sometimes there's new features and stuff like that that you're forced to, you're, I wouldn't say forced because you have a choice to not, you know, participate in the features. For example, when eBay, uh, uh, you know, changed and, and they wanted more, more things filled out in the description of their products, you had to go do that. Now, if you didn't do it, there was a consequence, but um, that was a new feature. So yeah, just make sure you're just participating in as many of the features that come out um, that you're required to do or that, you know, that's optional either way, you know, make sure just uh, to do as many as you can. Um, hell, try them all if you want to, you know, if, if, if you got that kind of time, you know what I mean? So, um, so that's it. That's the end of my list. Okay. That's the end of my list. And, uh, <clears throat> I think, I think this is going to help a lot of people, you know, and I'm not, I'm not, like I said, I'm not advocating everybody do every single thing. You know, it's just like, okay, well, now that I heard these things now, well, you know, you're going to be able to identify, well, what do you need to work on? Or you're going to identify something that I didn't even mention on this list. And you know you need to work on it. So, um, so I'm hoping either one of those, either one of those or both of those situations actually occurs with you. So um, <clears throat> that's all that I got for now. You know, I appreciate you guys listening in. I'm already working on some notes for the next some of the next episode. So um, I hope to drop that relatively soon. But we, we shall see. Um, and, um, yeah, that's all I have for you until next time. Peace.